This is episode 150 of the Landscape Photography Show, and before we get into today's content, I just want to remind you of our podcast sponsor, and that is naturephotographers.net. If you haven't signed up for naturephotographers.net and you're looking for a group, a community of like-minded photographers that you can actually learn from, get critiques, read exclusive articles, watch exclusive webinars and presentations, definitely check out naturephotographers.network. Right now, you can go to naturephotographers.network and sign up for a year membership for just $49. And if you use the code LPS10, you get 10% off of that $49, dropping your costs for a yearly membership. Again, that's naturephotographers.network. Now, in today's podcast, we're getting into part two of my discussion about photography with Nathan St. Andre. And, and Nathan and I talked at great length in this second half of the podcast about getting started with art shows. Um, and if you've ever been on the art show market or you've done art shows, you know it can be a little bit difficult. I think in this section of our discussion, you're going to get great information about art shows specifically how to sell at them or how to display your work for sales and I know we love photography and the artistic side but this is a very important topic that a lot of people don't think about so you're going to learn a lot today in this episode and I hope it brings you tons of value When you started to take photography really seriously, um, starting a business with your photography was something that was on your radar, I'm sure. Uh, and, and I know I talk to people every single day who are like, how do I start a business? What do I need to do? What, what's the first step, A, B, C? For you and, and being kind of in the, in the process of that, maybe on the tail end of that, What's that process been like for you starting a business with your photography? Rocky. <laughs> I'm <laughs> hard. Uh, so I have I have a print sale business. Uh -huh. um, so that's that's one way I'm very different from most photographers. Um, most photographers now, and I'm trying to kind of work in this direction. Um, a lot of photographers sell to other photographers. They sell their experience. They sell their workshops. They sell their knowledge to other photographers. Um, and then you have those who sell their experiences YouTube and they gain their followers, gain entertainment. And then I primarily sell to non-photographers. So I sell prints to them. How that started was back in 2017, 2018. I had been photographing for like a year or something, year and a half. And I had some photos. I was really excited and I was like, I'm going to sell these suckers. And so I did my first little art show. I printed off some 8x12s. I got some little plastic sleeves and some foam core, cut that out myself, you know, put that in there. And then I went off to an art show and I spent $50. I spent two days and I did $40 in sales. And so I lost money, spent two days sitting in the sun and essentially uh got burned hard <laughs> and that was my first selling experience uh so i did this uh because i was crazy um <laughs> i was poor 
there, there is an advantage to being poor. There are definitely photographers who are like, oh, I'm going to try to sell stuff and I have my business and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to sell stuff. And they do like $200 in sales and they spent two days there and they're like, this is the dumbest thing. I make this at my own job. Why in the world would I bother to try to sell sh uh, prints at art shows? Because they're not poor enough. They don't appreciate $200 enough. And so you have to be a little bit desperate and a little bit poor and a little bit crazy to try this. And so I started um Are you selling... all three? Desperate, poor, yeah, and poor crazy? Poor and crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of started setting up my little booth. And I had gotten some decent photos. And there was a guy that was next to me. And I remember watching people walk by my booth and walk into his. And I was like, I have as good as photos as that guy. I know I do, but they're walking by me. And so that's when I realized like it's, it's selling is about display and less about the photos practically in the long run. It gets, it turns more into the photos as you go along, but for selling prints right off the bat display is King. And I, I had hit this point where I, I was starting to get good photos and I had a good collection of images and I just wasn't selling them. And I realized the big thing I needed to do was change the way my booth looked. And I asked for a little bit of help from my parents. I got like 600 bucks from them. I took the last bit of our savings. Remember, I'm poor here and I don't have much. And I'm a wildlife technician before the state of Utah and they pay like dirt. And so I'm taking everything I have and then I borrow my sister's canopy because she had a canopy. I bought walls for my booth and bought three metal prints, four metal prints. I stuck them up on my walls and I got new photos and map board. And so I get now pre-cut map boards. And so any of these photographers who are like, oh, I'm going to save money by cutting my own map boards. It's a lie. You're losing money through time. It's just way better to just have somebody, you know, pre-cut all your map boards. They send it to you in big boxes and then even printing your own photos. Uh, unless you're printing large photos, it's not more cost effective to do small prints. Um, it's it's more cost effective to have somebody send you your prints that you print through a lab and they send it to you all pre-cut. Um, and so I started doing that. And then I went to my very first show. I had just been laid off. Remember, I said I'm poor, broke, had to borrow money. And I just got laid off my job for six weeks because the government wasn't going to pay me insurance. Because if this is, um, you know, after the Obamacare thing. And so if you work more than whatever, 40 weeks in the year, the, the, the company has to, by law, give you health insurance. Well, the state of Utah didn't want to give me health insurance for my job. And so they laid us off for six weeks. And I now had to suddenly make up that money somewhere. And so I started off with three or four metal prints and a handful stack of paper prints. And I just started doing art shows every Saturday. And I had one an hour and a half away in Kanab and one in my local town. And so I would go to my morning show. And if I was lucky, I would do a couple hundred dollars. And then I would go drive over to the Kanab. And if I was lucky, I'd do a couple hundred dollars. And it was exhilarating and exciting because suddenly I was making my own existence. And I did that every single day or every single moment I had an opportunity to do that. And that's how my whole art business got started was out of desperation, stupidity, craziness, and luck. And that's how I started laying the foundation. So I would sell a metal print, reprint that one and buy one more. 
and then you know sell that one make reprint that one buy one more and so i built out my entire art booth now just like a print at a time and blood sweat and tears and so that's how i started my photography business and i've had shows where i was there for four days and you know, I made a thousand dollars and you're like, okay, after expenses and everything else, I'm like $200 for a week. Like that's it. And I have other shows where I've done in, in three days, the entire income that I would do for an entire season working for the division of wildlife in three days. And so like you have really high highs and really low lows. And so if you're just starting off thinking that you're going to hop into doing art shows and it's going to be magical and you're going to do great. Probably your first couple of shows are going to be miserable and sucky, but you have to remember being desperate for just anything means you might make it. I like that advice. You know, you got to be poor enough to appreciate it. Yeah. That's, it's gold. <laughs> Let yeah, me ask it, was, this. it was, it was terrifying and exciting all at the same time. Well, a lot of people like want, to get into photography because of the exhilaration of selling their own photos. Um, what is the, the print industry right now? Um, well, the print industry is, is I guess if you're looking to sell like 10 and $20,000 prints, I have no idea. I've never sold anything for that much. Mm -hmm. Um, I sold one close, but it was a huge print and, and, and that, that's it. Um, but as for like prints for homes, um, there's lots of people who want prints for their homes that like their, uh, their images. Um, areas that have lots of people moving in want stuff on their walls. And so there are a lot of people who like having photos on their walls. Um, the challenge is if you're just setting up and putting up a website, you're just one of a bazillion fish out there who have photos to sell on their website. And so it's just really hard to start a print business just on your website. You can do it. And if you have enough like SEO prowess, it can work in your favor. But if you're just starting out, you're just invisible at first. And uh, so like Matt Payne, Matt Payne does really good on selling his, his prints, but he's built an empire that, you know, whenever anyone types in Colorado photography, they show up at his website. And so there's only a couple people who get that top few searches. And so the rest of us, you know, low plebeons or whatever you want to call us who are just trying to start out or are in the print sale business, the only way you're going to really do it is if you do it in person because people have a hard time understanding what size and quality looks like on a computer screen. And so there are lots of people who see cool photos and love that on your wall, but they don't know how to connect the screen image to their own home. And until they see the photo in the wild and then they like, Oh, that could be really cool at my own house. And so I think the print industry itself is alive and well, there's plenty of print shops all over the place that are actively selling prints to photographers and photographers who would sell those to other people. Um, is it gargantuan? I don't know. And is it on the internet? I am not sure yet. That's fair. I think that's fair. Very fair. Um, I, I think what I'm getting at is the beginning process of it. Um, especially the overhead, because you said you'd sell one print, buy another one, sell one print, buy another one. 
when somebody's getting started and doing that, what would your advice be for them on the issue of overhead, having all these supplies? And I'm not talking about storing them. I'm talking about having the finances <laughs> to actually buy them. Uh, okay. So your cheapest way you can get into selling at art shows just right off the bat, um, you can build your own kind of Jimmy Brig walls with, two by fours and PVC or whatever, uh, not PVC, two by fours and like uh, plywood. Um, and you can build a wall, a stand, something that can display your images for, you know, if you have junk wood in your backyard, you can do it for practically free. You can go to Home Depot and you can and buy a handful of things there for, you know, a hundred bucks or something. And you can put together at least a wall for probably a hundred dollars. Um, you can buy either these metal racks you'll see a lot of people use at art shows. They're essentially steel walls that are six feet tall that are that are essentially little uh, wires that have been welded together, poles, wires, whatever you want to call them, um, and then make a mesh and that you can hang S-hooks and you can hang your photos off of those. Those are fairly cheap, and that's a cheap way to get into it. Um, and so for a good canopy you're looking between 150 and $200. And then unless you have a friend or somebody you can borrow a can of people from for the beginning. So first and foremost, uh, $150 for a canopy to $200 for a canopy. If you want a really good one and you're feeling like going all out, you can spend 700 to $1,000 for a really, really nice canopy. And those are the, the guys who have been doing this for a while and really have a good setup. Um, then for a wall, uh, you could probably get away with a wall for the cheapest, like a hundred to two hundred dollars. And so, if you're doing three walls, you're doing maybe four hundred dollars. Um, cheapest, maybe you can do it for cheaper if you're feeling um, real, real cheap and you're and you're scrounging around for some dirt cheap items. Um, kind of your your easy cheap setup that's easy and smallish to work with. They're called um, Flourish. They're a white mesh that roll up and so you can actually collapse them down the entire wall and they can fit into a, a five foot bag that then you can stick on top of the roof of your car and drive around with those things. You can get a whole setup for $750 to $800 and that will give you hooks, that will give you walls, that will give you the bars that will hold it all up. And so if you have the flourish walls with a $200 canopy, you're looking at $800 to $1,000 now. And that will give you a solid, very professional look before you have any prints. And um, then you have to get weights so you can use jugs of water or something. So you can do that, that you know, buy five gallon jugs of water, fill those up, move those around. You can get a five gallon jug of water for 10 or $15. Uh, I use PVC pipes filled with concrete with eye hooks sticking out of them for weights right now. Um, and that was like 40 bucks or something for me to set up. So, you know, to weights plus canopy plus walls, you're you're about a thousand dollars to eleven hundred dollars, and now you're looking at metal prints. I personally do not sell anything smaller than sixteen by twenty four at my art booth. Um, the price per size ratio is not in your favor, generally speaking, when you're printing on metal. Um, you can go with doing. Um, framed in 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 glass and everything, and unless you're buying cheap frames from like uh, Michael's or Hobby Lobby or something, your framing is going to cost as much or more than just doing a metal print. So honestly, just do a metal print. Uh, your metal prints for a 20 by 30, which is a pretty standard size a lot of photographers sell, is about 110 to $140, depending where you go. Um, and so 
a back wall or a wall holds about six metal prints on a 10 foot wall to look good. You can put as many as eight. So if you do, you know, $600 per wall, roughly. So six, 12, 1800, $2,000 roughly if you just do 20 by thirties. And so to do um, a full art booth from scratch without anything uh, to start from, you're looking probably around $3,000, but really you want to have at least a 30 by 45 and a 40 by 60 on there um, and a 24 by 36. You want to give you a variety of sizes. People do not buy the sizes they do not see. So if I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you're like, oh, you see my small prints. I'm showing this as a small art show. And, you know, here's my 8x12. You can print it bigger. They'll say, cool, and they'll walk on. But they don't know how big 20 by 30 is. They don't know how big a 30 by 45 is or a 40 by 60. It's just numbers. It's not a reality. And so seeing those sizes will mean that you sell those sizes. If you don't have those sizes, you will not sell those sizes. That is... That has been shown to me over and over again. That has been shown to a couple other people I have advised who've asked me questions about this. And they're like, oh, I didn't bring these sizes. And I'm like, and did you sell them? They're like, no. And then they brought them the next day and they sold them. So you have to have the size that you're trying to sell. And uh, so, yeah, when you look at all that, it's at minimum to, to start off with a very basic setup is like $3,000. If you're going to go the pro panel way, which is about $150 per panel, you're looking at close to $1,000 in panels just to go around. So it's a little bit higher than your um, flourish walls. And that's only for a 10 by 10 booth. And so you're looking at, you know, $1,200 for the full setup. And then, um, and then you can do different sizes and this, that, and the other. And so you're, Booth starting can start from, you know, a good solid booth at 3000 to 5000 right in that range. Um, and so I couldn't afford that at the beginning. As you heard, I had a wall with four metal prints and I worked my way there. Um, so that's that's kind of your, your range. And then if you want to go all out, Ryan Smith is like the king of this. Um, he's another photographer here in southern Utah. Or not southern Utah. He's in northern Utah. And... Uh, he had the money to, to, to really build out a, a solid art booth and his art booth is phenomenal. So he's got the, 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 the lights that go with it. It's $500 a wall. So you're $1,500 for a 10 by 10, you know, $1,800 to $2,000 for a 10 by 20. And then, uh, if you really want to make your display look really nice, you start adding things within your display to like make connections to customers. So like a chair, a couch, a desk those things when you put those within your booth dramatically increase the selling capacity of your booth because customers begin to relate to your images and relate to the places they might go um but i haven't talked about how you move all of this stuff yet so now you have to have a trailer that goes with it or a big enough car i started off with a hyundai santa fe that i would load up a bunch of 20 by 30s and stacks in the back and the back seat had my paper prints and then, you know, my walls and my and my canopy sat on the roof of the car. And so that's how I drove around and, and set up an entire art booth. Um, so, yeah, it, it can be a lot. And so my advice is this is and I've given this to other people that you got to pass the does my work suck test. Hey, sorry. Yeah. Don't know what happened there. Yeah. 
So you're you just got to you the, um, does my work suck test. Yeah. This is this is my favorite bit of advice. This is came from the art marketing podcast. Um, and so they talked about can you sell to somebody that's not friends or family? And the moment you can start doing that in any form, that's when you can start investing in these other things. Because if you can't do that yet, don't spend three thousand dollars on on walls and on uh, you know, trailers or $5,000 or $10,000 on an entire setup. If your photos are not good enough to sell and you don't know that yet, do not invest. My next question is, you know, I'm somebody who studied communicating on the internet, studied, mm-hmm. you know, how to commu- communicate to, to sell courses and things like that, how to relate to an audience. Um, in, in terms of selling an image to a non-photographer, um, mm-hmm. My guess, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, is not to talk about, you know, like the techniques of focus stacking and all that. It's it's to talk about, you know, how it could benefit them. Is is my assumption? Um, all the above works. So some okay. people like learning about the techniques. So like I do, I have a couple blue hour blend photos, and so they look at my night photo, and you can see the ground and see the stars, and they're like, "Whoa, how do you do this?" And you know. People like it when you're upfront and how they do that. And so when I talk about technical details, particularly with like star shots, I'm like, first and foremost, this is how you lose a night of sleep. This is difficult. And I talk about what I did in order to do that. And then, you know, bring the photos together. And so they like hearing that story. Um, And so you talk a little bit about the story. Um, If they ask you questions of how you edit the images, you talk about that because that's a part of the experience of photography. Mm-hmm. I love editing images. I didn't realize I loved editing images until I get photos that come back that are like practically done. And I'm like, oh, that was it. And, I, and so <laughs> I I love editing images. And I, I talk to people about that and let them know my excitement for the edit. But I also explain the experience because a lot of times people buy photos for the experience of the photo. Um, I have a photo that I call the Citadel. It's from Zion. I'm up on top of near observation point. I'm looking down. You can see the Virgin River going down below. And I talk about my experience at that. And that becomes a really good seller because of the experience. And so um, the the answer is, is how you sell to people who aren't photographers. A, talk to them like people. Um, B, talk to them about the, extor- the, the experience and the story there. Um, and see, you know, a lot of times people sit there and look, and then you got to kind of be brave enough to say, Hey, do you have some place in mind that you're interested in putting this? And sometimes they'll say yes. Sometimes they'll say no, but you have to be a little bit brave enough to start asking, Hey, if you're interested, I will gladly sell this to you. And a lot of times people are afraid to do that. Um, ask people not say, buy my photo, but be brave enough to say, hey, this photo is for sale. If you're interested, I will gladly sell this photo to you. Let me make it happen and and talk about making that possible. Yeah. I mean, it's a call to action. Essentially, yeah. you, you basically indicate to them what your intentions are for that and what they need to do to make it happen if they want to make it happen. Yeah, I learned that from Planet Money. So one of the best sellers for, for like rodeo or like uh, – you know, like those like cheap gimmicky things that you get at see at fairs. Those guys call to action you all the time. And they talked about that. And so when you when you understand that people usually don't respond negatively to some sort of call to action, and you say, Hey, if you're interested, I'll gladly help you, you know, get this in your home. 
uh, they're okay with it. People aren't mad about that. Unless you're a jerk about it, say, hey, buy my stuff. Like, that's the wrong way to go about doing it. But just putting it out there and letting them know that, hey, I will help you buy this photo. And you laugh a little bit and they kind of laugh and ha, 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 ha. And they have a good time. That's okay. Hey guys, real quick, I just want to remind you of the sponsor for this podcast. That's Nature Photographers Network. You can go to naturephotographers.network and sign up for a year membership for $49 or use the code LPS10 to get 10% off of that price. You can get access to tons of the best photographers on the planet and have them give you feedback on your photography included in that membership. I love this because you can ask them questions. You can have critiques straight off the bat. You can get access to tons of exclusive content that you can get nowhere else. Plus, I'm on there too, giving you feedback and critiques on your photos as well. Again, that's naturephotographers.network. Use the code LPS10 for 10% off. All right, let's get back to my discussion with Nathan. Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, okay in anything, but you, like you said, you have to be bold and putting yourself out there. And anybody who wants to get started in the business of photography, I always tell them, number one, get your photography to the level that you could sell it, either sell the information on how you did it or sell the actual photo itself. And number two, once you reach that point, stop studying photography and start studying ways that you can actually make that happen. And it sounds like you did that um, with some of the resources that you've given out. So what are, for people who want to do what you do or, you know, start a business in photography, what are some of the resources, either, you know, books, podcasts, uh, YouTube channels, anything like that, would you tell people to watch? Um, I'm a big fan of the art marketing podcast. I haven't listened to it for a long time, but it was a good introduction to the ideas of, of like marketing and building up a business and doing things like that. Um, for doing art shows, um, your biggest competitors are your biggest teachers. Um, if someone's outselling you at an art show, the chances, uh, the chances are if you go there and look at their booth and talk to them, you'll understand why. And so quote unquote copying them, is a good way to learn how to do things. Uh, particularly, like I said, display is a big chunk of selling photos in person. And so seeing what other people are doing that do sell a lot and say, dang it, I want that. I need to do that. And so, you know, that that is a, a big step forward to understanding and how to, um, you know, sell stuff is pay attention to other people. Um, and so those are my, my first steps as for like selling tutorials and stuff like that. I don't know how to do that, but that's sure. where I'm, I, my existence right now is getting into that world. So I am new to all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I have never really sold tutorials before. I've never really sold workshops before. And so I am brand new to this entire side of photography. I can talk to you all day long, how to sell photos in real life and in person. And like, even I could probably right now, if you asked me to, to set up a full gallery at like, you know, like open up my own gallery. I understand generally speaking how to do that. It's not outside my realm of understanding, but like as for doing the other side of things and selling two photographers, I, <laughs> that's all new to me. You know more than I do at this point. <laughs> well, I think we all have our wheelhouse and I think it's, I think it's like, really inspiring to people who may be listening who are saying, you know, I want to take photography business seriously and I want to start that, but I don't really know what I want to do yet. 
it's possible to do any of the things and it's possible to do all of the things if you want to you know get no sleep in your life whatsoever and stress every day but uh it is possible and i, I think that's a huge benefit to especially the world we're living in right now where you can sell in front of people, but you also have the reach to be able to sell when you're not directly in front of people and using the internet to your advantage in that sense. Yeah, and that's that one's hard. Um, I find that I almost stop selling anything the moment I'm not at art shows. What ends up happening, you get a residual, you kind of get a spike in sales, and then you get a couple of residuals if it's a big art show. And so uh, that is the way photographers who do art shows live and breathe and die is they do a big art show and then they have residuals come in between what they're doing and they do another big art show and the residuals come in between. And so that's kind of how that functions. So I have one of those residuals tomorrow. So I'm going to meet with the customer. This is a good bit, bit of advice for anyone who's trying to do sale prints. Uh, you're a small business, act like a small business. Uh, you can do things that big businesses can't do. I can go grab, you know, the the photo off my wall in my living room, which is a giant 40 by 60 at the moment that I sell. I'm going to go grab that one and another one, and I'm going to go over to their house with them, and I'm going to show them the photos, and they get to see what the photo looks like in their home. And that is a game changer for selling images. If they can see it in their home, it you will far more likely increase your sales doing that than anything else. And so, like, that is what I do right now to like make this business function is do everything like that where I can get people in front in front of my prints. Um, Cause like I said, online, it's so difficult to get noticed. It's so hard to translate, you know, physical world to digital world and then back. But if you can convince them that you can bring a couple photos over and they look at a photo and they see what it looks like in their home. And then since they've seen an idea, they can then translate, that physical thing you brought over to any of your digital products and then any of your other things that you have can sell now. And so like that is a huge bit of advice. If you're trying to get into sales, be willing to meet people in their own, their own spaces with their, with I photos. Love I love that. I love that. Well, as we land the plane here and, and wrap up, uh, why don't you give me some of the things that you're planning to do this year, some of the things you have coming up for yourself, whether that be trips that you're going to take, more shows you're going to do, or, or things you have coming down the pipeline. Okay. Okay, so let's start with trips. I for sure have an Arizona trip um, coming up here in two months. Uh, yeah, two months. So I'm going to be going in March or so. Um, and we're going to go down and visit the Saguaro National Park, and then we're going to swing over to New Mexico, and then we're going to go hit up uh, White Sands and a few other places out over there. This is all new territory to me. I have been and seen Saguaros before, and I photographed them once in, like, 2017, um, but I haven't really ever done anything over there before, so that's, that's all kind of new. Um, this year, I just started and kind of reinvigorated my Southern Utah hiking website, uh, so if you're interested in looking up hikes in Southern Utah, southernutahiking.com. Um, and so I'm going to be putting in a lot of miles on my shoes to try to, to get these trails back into my system and, uh, photograph along the way. So that's the kind of my big project I'm going to work on. And then as for photography, um, I'm going to try to start doing more of a YouTube channel and a YouTube presence, uh, this year. 
I am building that out right now. I've come to realize I suck really bad at vlogging. I'm just terrible at it. Um, yesterday, I took a bunch of files off of a GoPro, and I thought I had the original files, but I didn't, and I ended up deleting them off the SD card instead of the computer. And when you delete something <laughs> off the SD card, it's permanently deleted. Not no, it's, from, that one's not coming back. That one's not coming back. So I realized I deleted an entire photo shoot uh, yesterday evening. Uh, so I have no video for that. There was supposed to be a video for that, but lessons learned. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try to get into the world of uh, vlogging and doing videos and kind of doing educational things along that line. Um, and so those are kind of my big three things this year. I have my spring trip. I'm going to probably, if I can, if my ankle lets me do this, I have the middle section of the Escalante River I'm going to do. So I've, I've had a goal to hike the entire Escalante River for a long time now. It's 80 miles of wilderness, essentially. I've done 40-something of it. And the last 40 miles is uh, essentially the trails disappear and you're bushwhacking your way through a river. And... Uh, the Escalante drainage is some of the, the, the best canyon country in all the world to go experience. And it's just really difficult. It's just hard to do. Um, I tried to do it this last year with my dad, but his knee gave out on him on day two, actually day one. And so we had to turn around because at day two, you're 20 miles in and it's equal distance to go farther forward or back. And we were only 10 miles in and his knee was giving out. And so we turned around so he can make it out and alive because otherwise we would have had to like helicopter him out if his knee had totally given out on him. Mm -hmm. And that would have been um, a big, bigger deal than what it ended up being. And so we ended up having to bail that. So this year I'd like to do that. Uh, I have some backcountry of the, of the Capitol reef that I've been wanting to do for ages and ages that I've never had a vehicle to do. And now I have a vehicle to, to work with that I can go out there um and then if i'm lucky i'll do more stuff in canyonlands national park because that park has stolen my heart this past year um and so i have those big things that across southern utah i'd like to do um so yeah you know keep keep in touch follow my uh, newsletter you can go sign up on my website and you can kind of see the new projects i have going on and you can see the new videos as i as i make them um, and then, like I said, if you, if you want details on places to hike in Southern Utah, check out my southernutahhiking.com. I will build that out as the year goes along. So hopefully by the end of the year, I'll have 50 or 60 hikes on it. Right now I only have six or seven, but I just got that back up and functioning a, a week and a half ago. So I got, I got a lot more to work on that. Love that. Love that. Well, he's Nathan St. Andre. Nathan, thank you so much for joining us and talking photography, giving your advice for selling prints too. That's gold. You're welcome. Hey, so if you've ever thought about selling your photography, if you've ever thought about getting involved in art shows or doing anything like that, definitely go back and listen to this podcast again, because it's rich with information that's going to help you out on the forefront of all of this. You don't want to get into it and then say, you know what, I wish I had known this earlier. This is going to help you right from the start. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I can't wait to see you in the next podcast.